How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. Good morning, Central Mississippi and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Boom goes the dynamite. Good morning, everybody. Hope y'all are doing well out there. Nice chilly morning here in Central Mississippi. Not too bad traffic this morning. Not too bad traffic this morning. I'm pretty sure that's not how you would write that in a sentence. Traffic was not too bad this morning, is what I was attempting to say, without my South Jackson abonics. Hope y'all are doing well. <clears throat> if you want to chime in this morning, the phone line, 601-879-0002, 601-879-0002. You know, as I give out that phone number, I, I hate having to give out the area code. That dang 769 area code and all these people moving to the area and using long distance phone numbers for cell phones. A bunch of Jacksonians in particular love to have Atlanta, Dallas, and Miami area codes on their phones to look like big timers. Or New Orleans even. I'm a 504 boy. There's me a lot of people who got a 214 area code. There's this new rapper here in Mississippi. He's got a song that's kind of, if y'all are spending any time on TikTok, there's a song out of Texas, a guy named Big Plug or something like that, or The Plug, and it's like, I'm from Texas. It's, it's catchy. You know, it's better than all this new mumble rap. Well, a guy from here in Mississippi has gone, and allegedly from Mississippi anyway, and his phone number gives, gives it away. So I just happened to stumble across this fly boy, some, rich boy fly, something like that. I ain't hating on him. I ain't. I actually wouldn't mind interviewing him. But I have questions about him being from Mississippi. Because he got a Dallas phone number. When you try to get his contact information, he's got a Dallas phone number. But 214 area code. But he's got this really catchy song. Talking about I'm from Mississippi. And look, I, I like I like very simple. Sometimes simple is best. It's a very simple rap song. And it talks about being from Mississippi. And it's a it's kind of a country rap song. Uh, you know, uh, and when I say country, I don't mean like country music. I'm talking about like folks that live in the country. Raps, you know, there's a, there's a difference. You, you, you know it if you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, now we got all these. I got to give a area code out. 601 or 769. Like a, the text line is 769-241-1944. That's the guns and gear text line. 769-241-1944. Four. 
I didn't mean to get off on a tangent about zip code. I mean, area codes. You should. You used to could just say, I'm from the 601. And everybody knew that meant Mississippi. And then as Mississippi got more phones, you had three area codes. 228 for the coast, 601 in the middle, 662 up north. And a lot of us just, you know, grow as us Gen Xers, people who grew up with the internet and uh, hip hop and all that, hip hop lifestyles and, and whatnot, we would just say, you, you mentioned your area, your area code, and that's how you knew what area you were from. 601, 662, 228. But look, as life goes, they ran out of 601 phone numbers. So now we have the other area codes. All right. <clears throat> so if y'all want to chime in, again, the Guns and Gear text, 769-241-1944. Let's just jump straight in. Let's jump straight in. Let me pull up my... My show notes here. That's where I got my links at. I'm laying in bed. I didn't feel very good last night. I, was, I got to, just kind of got to bed early. I just felt nauseous. And I was laying in bed watching Salty Cracker. If y'all not watching Salty Cracker on uh, Wednesday, Fridays, and Sundays at 6.30 Central Standard Time on YouTube or Rumble, I don't know what you're doing with yourselves if you enjoy this kind of content. And he posts up, he put something up there. The, the mayor of Boston, you know, blacks are so allowed to be racist and do blatantly racist stuff. Blacks and browns, people. Just blatantly allowed to do and get away with whatever they want. The mayor of Boston, <laughs> the mayor of one of the major cities in this country, had one of her diversity hire assistants send out a Denise Dos Santos. <laughs> BIPOC, LGBTQ, LMNOP. Sent out a, a mass email to invite the elected of, this is their words, not mine, elected of color holiday party invitations. And it reads as such, on behalf of Mayor Michelle Wu, I cordially invite you and a guest to the Electeds of Color Holiday Party on Wednesday, December 13th at 5.30 p.m. at the Parkman House, 33 Beacon Street. Please let me know if you plan to attend and if you have any dietary restrictions. Because, of course, any diversity nut job that would willingly go to a blacks and browns only Christmas party, but of course have some kind of nut allergy. <laughs> well, yeah, so there, of course there was backlash. This is, this has got big chalkway energy to me too. Big chalkway energy. So of course there was a little backlash. So she issued an apology. Not for having a black and browns only party, but for accidentally inviting the white or accidentally sending the email to the white people. They're sorry that you found out they're having a blacks and browns only party. (laughs) Here's the uh, here's the apology 
This is from the、uh, Boston Globe, I believe. It says Boston Mayor's Office apologizes for electeds of color party invite sent to all counselors. Mayor Michelle Woos, Director of City Council Relations, Denise Dos, Dos Santos. I love that last name, Dos Santos. Sent an email Tuesday for a party the following day meant for six minority counselors, but instead invited all 13 members of the council. Minutes later, Dos Santos, a black woman from Cape Verde, apologized for the confusion in a follow, in a follow up email. They had to mention that she was black. That's supposed to be like the free pass, I guess. She quote, I wanted to apologize for my previous email regarding a holiday party for tomorrow. Dos Santos wrote, according to the Boston Herald. It was Boston Herald, not Boston Globe. I did send that to everyone by accident, and I apologize if my email may have offended or came across as so. Sorry for any confusion this may have caused. Again, not apologizing for being racist and having a blacks and browns is only party. I don't like calling. I don't like. Calling people that are black and brown color. I, I'm not doing that. that that's racist to me. Co- referring to someone as color, colored, whatever. Clay Edward ain't doing that. <laughs> You'll never hear those words come out of my mouth when, when actually describing somebody black or brown. That's a person of color. That, old racist white people say that. That's just one of those cringe, cringe things. And the fact that these people. Call themselves that is very odd to me. Very, very odd. I mean, I can almost understand the, the, the street slang、uh, calling each other the N word stuff. It's just so ingrained in our, in, 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 not our culture necessarily, but in their culture that I, I don't like it, but I understand that. Referring to each other as people of color is really next level. Strange to me. Very, very weird. But this is what Democrats do. This is how white Democrats talk to black people and, and, and brown people. So let's see here. But wait, there's more. There's more.、Uh, this is the same Michelle Wu, the mayor of Boston. There's <laughs> something about her parents here. It says, um, White people welcomed Michelle Wu's parents into America. They let her attend Boston University and Harvard Law School, and they elected her mayor of Boston. Wu returns the favor by holding segregated Christmas parties where inferior whites are not allowed. What a disgusting person. That's from Charlie Kirk. Let's take a call. Well, they hung up. Caller, you're welcome to call back.、Uh, if let's just stay, make sure we're staying on topic. What do you guys think? Let's read the Guns of Gear text line. I'm, just, I, I'm so fed up with this stuff. And people, like, Clay, why do you always mention、uh, the, the, you know, the color of, of people in your stories? I only do that when the story mentions it. You, you know what I'm saying? Because I think if I, if I do it, it makes you understand how ridiculous and pointless it is to mention the color of the person in the story. Like the story yesterday. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. The 11 year old black boy who was peeing on the street and got put on probation up in Senatobia. And Carlos Moore is his attorney, and he made it a point to say 
This only happened because he's a black boy. There, that It's a ridiculous story. The kid really shouldn't be on probation for peeing in the street. His mama might should be for leaving him in the car long enough that he needed to pee. We'll get, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. We're bumping up against the break here. I want to read a few texts. <clears throat> Let's see here. My text uh, app is moving a little slow here lately. I don't have access to the Wi-Fi up here. Uh, Lightning says, just like the black power, 100% black-owned law firm billboards all around Jackson, makes me mad as hell when I see that. If white people did that, they would be they'd be banned. They they would burn Jackson down. Yeah, and my, here's the thing: uh, most people understand that that's tacky as hell. It's just like that hotel that they're. Oh yeah, by the way, they're not building a new hotel in Jackson. They're taking one that's been closed for a couple years and remodeling it, which that's fine and dandy. I'm not hating on the fact it was good to see somebody invest back into Jackson. I have no problem with that. That, but for some reason, like they felt the, the need to mention that it's African American owned. Like, wh- why does it matter? And I look, I, I've never been one of these guys that hates on somebody saying black owned business. I, I really hadn't because I, I get it, especially in black communities. Most of the businesses are owned by foreigners. So I get it. And maybe I'm wrong on this, but. And I probably sound like a bit hypocritical saying I, I get it while I mean by also criticizing it. I don't find it. I criticize it because I don't find it necessary in this day and age. But in my in my mind, I've always looked at when somebody said it was black owned, it was kind of their way of saying American owned. Now, I may be wrong on that. That's how I always rationalized it. But I can still say that it's wrong. It's unnecessary. All at the same time. It is unnecessary. If you do good business, people are going to do business with you. Like, I'm not going to give somebody the benefit of the doubt based on their race. Like, if I get bad service, I don't care what race or religion or sexuality you are, I'm probably not coming back. And on the flip side, if I get good service, I don't care what race, religion, or sexuality you are, I'm coming back. Next time I need said service. But for whatever reason, in a city that's 90% black, we continue to announce things that are black-owned. Like I sure would hope they are in a city that's 90% black. It should be black-owned. I mean, you, math would say so. Just the percentages would suggest that it's probably black-owned. Let's take a break. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search WYAB. Guys, if you missed any of the show, I know a lot of people are just kind of in and out of their cars in you know, 15, 20-minute segments. May not get to listen to much of the show. <clears throat> the podcast is always available. Wherever you download podcasts, stream music, YouTube, audiobooks, and more. We're on Audible, Apple, Spotify, 
Podbean, Stitcher, all those different podcasting apps. Just go search Clay Edwards Show. I keep it simple. No fancy name. It's just me. Clay Edwards Show. I tried to buy ClayEdwards.com, but somebody has it. It's another Clay Edwards. Imagine the audacity. Another Clay Edwards has ClayEdwards.com, and it goes to a LinkedIn account that hasn't been updated in years. I wish he would let go of the domain name. I would do ClayEdwards.com, not ClayEdwardsShow.com. But neither here nor there, and I ain't trying to be no knockoff. I don't want to be a .net. I don't want to be ClayEdwards.net. <laughs> .com. Speaking of dot .coms, stoningtonfarm.com with two ends. Get your orders in today. Today's the last day to get your order in. They'll be up here in central Mississippi tomorrow delivering 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished Mississippi-sourced beef. MRNA, MRNA-free, antibiotic-free, steroid-free, Mississippi-raised, grass-fed, and finished beef i cooked a sirloin that i've been eating on for two days three days i finished it up yesterday when i got home from the show and apparently they're out of sirloin this run around but they got plenty of other good steaks uh, i think new york strip 16.99 a pound phenomenal now look this is just being 100 with y'all this is more expensive than grocery store beef it, 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 it is you get what you pay for you get what you pay for. I think the hamburger meat runs around six ninety nine, seven ninety nine a pound. This run five pounds or more. Get it for seven forty nine. Let me just give you a little cheat sheet here. Get five pounds or more. You, you won't regret it. Makes the best ham, hamburgers, tacos, dirty rice, just whatever you need hamburger meat for. Meatloaf. It's all good. It's a Stonington Farms. Stonington Farm. Dot com. Uh, you'll go, you hit, click a little link, says view our cuts. You'll see all the different options they have from the bone stock, bone broth, to ribeyes, to whole cow, mini cows, the whole nine yards. You'll call me. There's a phone number there. You'll call Miss Katie. You'll put your order in. You're going to talk to the owner. She's going to be able to answer any questions you have. And boom, you'll uh, pick it up up here somewhere tomorrow, either Florence at Berry's, Brandon at Home Depot, or Ridgeland at Joe T's right there on 51. So shout out to David over at Joe T's. Got to meet him the other day. Good folks. Been listening since day one, he said. So uh, appreciate that kind of support. <clears throat> All right. Yesterday, I got the story pulled up here. Now, we've followed this story since day one. That's one of the cool things about being a current news, a current events-related show, is we follow stories, and when they come back up, we have some familiarity with them. I was shocked with the update of this story. I I really didn't think they had the the gonads to follow through. I, I I didn't, but they did, and it's it's almost impressive if it wasn't so ridiculous that they put an eleven year old boy on probation for peeing in the street. But up against all the public scrutiny, 
They decided to do it anyway. Here's the story from WLBT instead of me having to read it to y'all. Old Senatobia, Mississippi boy has been now placed on probation after he was seen by a Senatobia police officer urinating in public. The story caught national attention when it happened, and now people are questioning whether the punishment is really necessary. Action News 5's Tavarius Haywood was in Senatobia today and spoke with the lawyer representing the boy's family. Tavius Easton and his family sat in a Senatobia courtroom Tuesday after the 11-year-old was seen relieving himself in a parking lot back in August. Carlos Moore represents the Easton family. He says this whole ordeal has made Quantavius not trust the police. He did not plead guilty to anything. He was not found guilty of anything, uh, but it's an uh, informal. Hold on. He doesn't trust the police because he got in trouble for breaking the law? (laughs) More adjustment probation. Back in August, the then 10-year-old was with his mother at this attorney's office. Moore said the boy needed to use the restroom, but the office did not have public restrooms. Easton used the restroom near his mother's car when a Senatobia police officer spotted him. See, here's my problem with this story. His His mother is in a law office. And I said this when the story, when this happened back in August or whenever it was. The lawyer wouldn't let a client's child use the restroom? That just seems very weird to me. Very, very, very weird to me. So, instead of going back out to the car, no, but you got to go, you got to go. Look, I have pulled over. God knows. I have urinated off the side of that Pontchartrain Bridge. I think it's the Pontchartrain, the Long Bridge going to New Orleans. I have made the mistake of getting hung up in a wreck on that thing multiple times and not being able to hold it any longer and just say, all right, you know, we got to go. Got to pee in the road. Got to pee off the side of this thing. Boy, I could tell you all a crazy story about that happening one night. We'll, we'll save that for another day. It'll, it would take over the whole show. So I get it. I'm not really faulting the little boy here. This is more of an indictment on his mother. But here's the other weird thing. Here's what I actually find weird about this story. Where does Carlos Moore come in on this? Why wouldn't she use the attorney? Now, it may, may be a different kind of attorney. There may, there may be a very simple answer to this question. Like, Carlos probably chased her down and begged her for this case. If you know, I know Kingfish has done multiple articles about Carlos. They call him Carlos the Clown, I believe. So, I, I'm not an expert. I, I I don't follow a lot of that stuff. But, just the fact that she was at a lawyer lawyer's office when this happens, but ends up using another lawyer to try to sue the police for, you know, enforcing the law. Whether you agree with it or not. It is the law. All right, let's finish the story. I apologize for interrupting. Not really. Officers put Easton in a squad car and took the child to the police station. People that he should trust, protect, and serve, he doesn't feel that they uh, tr- treated him fairly and that he would get a fair shake uh, in life through the police or the justice system. Moore says the Easton family is distraught about how a judge or prosecutor could issue probation to an 11-year-old for doing something so many others have done. I think that it is unreasonable that a 10-year-old would be arrested uh, for doing something I did as a, uh, as a child growing up in Mississippi. Let me just say it. Let me just say it. They said doing he got he got in trouble for doing something everybody else did and didn't get in trouble for. It's it's like when you're speeding down the interstate with a bat with a batch of cars and you get pulled over and you tell the cop, 
Well, everybody else was doing it. And he says, well, you're the one that got caught. Mississippi, and I'm a successful attorney and a, and a judge in Clarksdale and Grenada. So it's not criminal. Uh, he should have never been in contact with the, with the juvenile justice system for simply urinating uh, discreetly. Others question the motives behind the entire ordeal. Here it comes. Black boys are demonized or criminalized from a young age. Had he been a little white boy urinating uh, discreetly. Others question the motives behind the entire ordeal. Here it is. Here, here's the whole thing. Black boys are demonized or criminalized from a young age. Had he been a little white boy urinating discreetly, he would have never been arrested. Eason must serve three months. Pro- That's conjecture. That 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 is assu- assumptions and conjecture. He doesn't know that. He does not know that. Probation and has to check in every month with his mother with a judge. He's also required to write a. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. With his mother, with a judge. Hold on, hold on. This is kind of racist. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. If the judge made him do this, especially if the judge is white and he made him do this, it it is kind of racist. Also required to write a two-page report about his favorite basketball player, Kobe Bryant. (laughs) All right, so we're talking about an 11-year-old kid here. Me and Sean were talking last night. We did the math on this. We're talking about an 11-year-old kid. It's 2023. Kobe died in 2019. God rest his soul. I love Kobe Bryant. Uh, So the kid would have been four years younger than he is now, which would put him at seven. All right, so seven years old. Just when Kobe died. Kobe quit playing basketball three years prior to that in 2016. This kid was four years old. When Kobe played his last game. And it's his favorite basketball player. All right, let me finish this. Another, about another 30 seconds left on this. I'll, I won't say another word. Take this to the highest heights. We're going to file it in federal court. And we're going to fight for justice. And they are going to pay this family for what they have endured. Okay, I lied. I'm going to say another word. They're going to take it to the highest heights. To the Supreme Court. Over a kid urinating in the street. And getting kind of a slap on the hand probation. It's Again, this is more about the mother. Than it is the kid. Tavarius Haywood, Action News 5. All right. Let's take a break. I want to hear you guys' responses to this. Simple question. Should the kid have been given probation? Yay or nay? Should he have, should he have even been quote-unquote arrested? He wasn't really arrested. They didn't put him in handcuffs. But he did ride in the back of a squad car. There's a picture of that. I made a video about it yesterday. Anyway, question of the day. Is this a good, I guess the real question is this. Is this a life lesson being taught early that there's consequences and repercussions for your actions? Just a a nice little reminder. Instead of having to wait till later in life where you maybe break the law biggie, bigly, you know, and do something like I did when I was young, you know, breaking in cars, just being a complete idiot and having to learn the hard way when you get arrested and have to go to Raymond or whatever the jail of the area is. Or this is a nice little reminder. Oh man, I better think twice before I do anything. I that's the that's the way I lean on this. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. The Guns of Gear text line 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. The phone line 601-879-0002. And I'll say this, he mentioned that it only happened because the kid's black. I would say that we, 
it, we would not have even heard about it if it had happened and the kid was white. Breaking rules when necessary. That's what we've been doing so far this morning. Having those, air quotes, tough conversations. Those uncomfortable conversations. This segment is going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Located out there on the reservoir. On on the Flowood side of the reservoir. (laughs) Is that Flowood or Brandon? Out there at Fan and Mart. It's so confusing to me. It's really neither. It's actually the county out there, I think, I guess, or Pearl River Valley Water folks control all that, but it's so weird to me. It's Brandon, but it's not Brandon. Butch Lee's not the mayor out there. Anyway, Fan and Mart on the res. Cool little happening shopping center. A lot going on out there. Get out there, park your car at one spot, and uh, just kind of walk around, enjoy the whole place. Check out Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. They got 12 different specialty pizzas, nine different frozen daiquiris on tap. You can actually get the daiquiris to go or deliver. That is so cool to me. Like I said, me and me and my lady went out there last weekend, Friday night. We got the pig, 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 ate the whole thing minus one slice, and it got eaten the next day. We got the dynamite balls. It's fresh smoked pulled pork. The pulled pork is smoked there on site. It don't come out of a bucket somewhere chipping them. Got a smoker. They smoke their meats on site. Anyway, they wrap that dynamite, they wrap that pork around some cream cheese. And then they commence to frying that little son of a gun. They pull it out, they drizzle it with some barbecue sauce, and then I think you get some ranch to dip it in. I can't remember. Maybe it's something different. Anyway, it's phenomenal. Maybe you get barbecue sauce to dip it in. Neither here nor there. Try the dynamite balls. Try the Pig 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 or any of the other pizzas of your choice. You can always build your own or try the Wheel of Flavor, which is three different specialty pizzas onto one pie. Tell them I sent you. They're open daily, 4 p.m. to midnight. Obviously available to, to dine in. They got a full bar and all in there if you want to dine in, sit at the bar. Tell our friend Lane. We said, hey, they got carry out is obviously available, and they're available on all major food delivery apps. Because that seems to be the way so many people are going nowadays. People. I love supporting the food delivery, and I love sitting at home. But every now and then, go out and enjoy sitting down and soaking in the ambiance of somewhere. Get out of the house and do it at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. All right, we got John on hold. John, stay there for one second. I do want to read a couple text messages. Uh, let's see here. Unknown texture. Should have let them off with a warning. I, that's where I was at. Like, if we're going to put him in the back of a cop car, and take him down to the precinct. I would. That's where it would have ended for me. Like, okay, lesson lesson taught here. But maybe because they decided to sue, they had to follow through. So this could have been a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Um. Unknown texture. Was the intentions of Carlos not allowing a little black kid use his restroom racially motivated? But it wasn't Carlos's office. If I'm reading that text correctly. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Roger. Apparently he's out in the parking lot. Good morning, brother. Unknown texter. I could go either way. This is on the Guns and Gear text line. I could go either way. We have all done it. So on that hand, I say no. He never should have been arrested. On the other hand, 
in the world uh, in the world today, there are no consequences for anything anymore. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I feel. Blake says on the Guns and Gear text line, the same people that are doing this are the same people who want to defund the police. Obviously, I mean ten years ago, no one would have sued police department for doing their job. That's probably going to be the text of the day. Bob says, it isn't uncommon for a youth judge to make a juvenile write some kind of report. It should have been a report on following the rules or something more relatable. But what if the judge let the kid pick the topic? Why would you call that racist? That word is overused. I'd be a little facetious about making a black kid write a story about a basketball player. Let's take a call from John. Hey, John, you're on there. Yeah, I think uh, the officer should have used a little discretion. Uh, you have to look at the kid and see your son or daughter in that same kid. Would you want an officer to put your kid at 11 years old because they had to use the bathroom and they couldn't wait, apparently? So that's what that's the question you have to ask. He would, the officer is the only person can answer that is what? did he see when he saw this young kid utilizing the public facilities as a restroom? Did he see a suspect? Did he see uh, just a kid that had to go to the bathroom when he approached the kid and ascertained that, hey, the kid told him, uh, I got to go to the bathroom, I couldn't wait? Does he say, okay, well, you know what, it happens, and I'm going to, where's your mom? I'm going to tell you and your mom this shouldn't happen again. Always urinating public can be a citation and end it there. But apparently Officer Friendly uh, chose to go by the book and I guess take it a little escalate the situation. I think common sense is you, you, you make contact with the parent, read the Parent to Riot Act, and if the parent acquiesces, placates and says, okay, it'll never happen again. This is what happened. You could have ended it there. But unfortunately, for some reason, I don't know what the uh, conversation was as far as between the mother and the officer or the officer just take him straight to jail. Uh, but the bottom line, that was probably overkill. He, he, he needs to see an 11-year-old the same way he would want someone to see his son or daughter uh, in that uh, uh, situation. I, you know, you bring up a, a valid point as I play this through in my head. I wonder if the mother came out there and acted so rude about the whole situation that the guy just decided to follow through and and take the child down to the precinct. Now, you could, the flip side of that is if the mother was being disrespectful, you could have just arrested her for uh, disorderly conduct or something along those lines, not the child. But, I mean, look, I think all in all, if if they hadn't started this lawsuit, it probably wouldn't have led to – it probably would have just gone away. But they they started this lawsuit, and the the Senatobia decided to follow through and uh, put the kid on probation. Well, well, my thing is you put him in the car, talk to him until the mother comes out, and then just, you know, you de-escalate the situation. It's an 11-year-old. If he tells you, hey, I couldn't wait, now do you believe he couldn't wait, or you just believe he just – enjoyed utilizing facilities, public facilities, as a restroom. You know, that's a decision the officer had to make, and apparently for some reason he chose the latter, which was to, uh, hey, I'm going, I think you would just, you could have waited, or I don't believe you. Because you didn't have to take him to, to jail for 
peeing in the street, you should have just talked to the mom, read it right at, and left it alone. That's my thing. And then you don't have a lawsuit. You don't have a Carlos Moore coming down to parachuting in and trying to make some money. John, good call, man. Thank you. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, look, John makes valid points there. I like to go back and forth with John a little bit, but I, really I can't argue his. I can't argue with him today. Let's read a few of your texts on the Guns and Gear text line this morning. Sorry. Like I said, I had to reload this thing when I open it. I'm going to move this to the computer here soon. Woodrow says, Should follow the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Dagwood, the kid that peed is 11 years old and is approaching and is approaching puberty as a factor. Do you have to pee more when you're in puberty? I mean, I'm asking, I don't remember. I'm asking a serious question there. Does going into puberty make you have to make it harder to hold it? Um, unknown texture. I, I want to give unknown texture here credit because they said this, but I didn't see it until after I did. But they said it before me. Says, was the mom being hostile? That is likely the reason the kid was arrested. And they said, ha, you just said that. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's got something. That's probably the answer to our question here. Unknown texter. When you got to go, you got to go. Mike says, unfortunately, I agree with John. As a retired police officer, I have released children to their parents based on the parents' response. Dagwood. I think that's a cool name, Dagwood. The kid that peed is uh is eleven approached puberty he was, and was the kid even attempting to hide or was he squirting in the wide open? That's a that's a valid question. That that, that is. I mean, there's some things about being discreet, and then there's some about just let it rip. Read one more text here from Reagan and uh we're gonna take a break. Reagan can says, will someone just throw a Confederate flag on Carlos Moore so he can get sick and go away? He says, did you see where the city attorney reported to the media? I, I, I'll save the Ted Hennepin stuff. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. Also, coming up hour two, we got a lot of time dedicated. You folks that like to talk national stuff. I'm your Huckberry. We got a lot of time dedicated to the shenanigans that was Hunter Biden's whole circus yesterday in D.C., Come back, close out the hour with a few of your texts, and then hour two, we're going to get into Hunter Biden. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. The show, the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 WYAB. Uh, let's do a few. Let's read a tweet. Man, make sure y'all are following me on Twitter, at SaveJXN on X.com. American Defender, I like his at, God Save the 45th, talking about Trump. Anyway, he says, at Save Jackson, I pulled up to a Walgreens and an older guy got out of his car and peed right next to me. I never want to see that again. It shouldn't be acceptable to pee in public, but I agree. The mother deserves most of the blame. However, I knew at 11 years old that it wasn't legal. I just said, man. All the all, this ain't going to be on the kid's record. It'll all be said and done when he gets through, as long as he goes to his probation meetings. I mean, look, man, I've been on probation before. You better be there, son. If you're not, I wonder if they put an ankle bracelet on him. I guess that's really only for house arrest. Let's uh, let's take a call real quick. 
Lacey, you got about a minute for the break. Okay, good morning. I just wanted to say that I think that whole situation went a little too far, but I'm willing to bet my last dollar that her and her child got all spiffy with the cop, and he probably said, okay, I'm taking your ass to jail. I agree. I think I think it falls back on the attitude. The situation. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Lacey. Because black people, when a white cop stop them, they already are on defense. There yeah. it is. Appreciate you, Lacey. Have a blessed one. All right, we'll be right back with hour two of the Clay Edwards Show on WYAB. All right, you tune back in to the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends right there in North Jackson, Reliable Rental Equipment. Guys, look, you know they got heavy equipment. I mean, it's it's what they do. It's in the name, basically. Reliable Rental Equipment. Of course, they got all your skid steers, tractors, tractor attachments, lifts, including scissor lift, telehandlers, artificial boom lifts, towable electric boom lifts, forklifts, ride-on and stand-on, mini excavators, excavators, dozers, mini skid steers. They got it all. They also have your Taylor outdoor portable lighting rigs. So if you got a job working outdoors, like right now along uh, I-20. I was trying to read the story during the break along I-20. They're trying to resurface that thing at nighttime. They got it loaded up with big lights out there uh, trying to get that done. So if you got a big job running out of daylight, they got you handled at reliable rental equipment. They also offer rollback dumpster service. And if you need a crew to actually do the cleaning, they can provide that too. At daily rates. They also have uh, heavy equipment handlers, operators. They can provide at daily rates. You're looking for a four-wheeler, golf cart, or a side-by-side for a Christmas present? They got the Masa, Masomo. Masa, Masomo. It'd be good if I could pronounce it. I want to say Masomo. You know, like the camouflage. Uh, they got all that available. It's a Massimo. A-M-A-S-S-I-M-O. Massimo ATVs. Get over there. Check them out today. ReliableRentalEquipment.com. Check out their Facebook. I'm sorry. It's ReliableRentalEquipmentMS.com. ReliableRentalEquipmentMS.com. Located right there. 210 Meadowbrook Road in Jackson, Mississippi. You know, man, that's Fondren. That's right, right there on the corner of North State and Meadowbrook Road across from the old Meadowbrook Movie Theater. Man, they have a gorgeous facility they got there. So uh, check them out. Go by, get your kid, or get yourself a four-wheeler, a side-by-side, or a golf cart. And, of course, any uh, heavy equipment rentals you may need. They even have uh, Xmark zero-turn mowers for rent or purchase, as well as all your uh, other lawn equipment, the Echo brand, all that good stuff. And this is a really, really world-class facility as far as rental equipment businesses go. All right. Man, look, I enjoyed that first hour. We're going to shift gears completely here. Hunter Biden made a spectacle out of out of a, a subpoena yesterday. And I find it funny because Hunter, you know, Hunter Biden's been a million dollars on hookers. He emptied his daughter's college fund to buy crack. Refused to support a stripper he impregnated. Snorted cheese when he ran out of cocaine. Uh. 
had sexual affairs with his sister-in-law after his brother died of cancer. And then he claimed today that Republicans have no shame. Here is um, Hunter Biden in his own words. Let me make sure I turn this up. While most of y'all were working, I was watching this nonsense. Already been a five-year investigation of me. Yet, here I am, Mr. Chairman, taking up your offer. When you said we can bring these people in for depositions or committee hearings, whichever they choose. Well, I've chosen. I am here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics, expose their baseless inquiry, or hear what I have to say. What are they afraid of? I'm here. I'm ready. All right, that was the wrong video there. Let me find the right one real quick. Hunter threw himself a pity party. And, of course, he says he's there, but he actually does not. He refuses to to be, to be testify. So quite the spectacle. He, he did not show up for his closed-door deposition. He went outside, threw a hissy fit, and left. Let's see if this is the... Uh, Let's see if this is the one I'm looking for here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, All lies. not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. But what about 10% for the big guy? We're supposed to really believe that Hunter Biden would just happen to call Big uh, Big Joe, the big guy, when he was in the room with people? What were they discussing? The weather? I mean, you know, it's just this constant, all-out assault on our common senses that I just absolutely can't continue to handle with these folks. I really want to find the video of him talking about Republicans uh, having no shame. Let's, uh, I'll find it during the break. But uh, I've got some more takes on this from people. Let's see here. AOC. Of course, AOC is a complete idiot. She claims they have no witnesses. <laughs> they have witnesses. Let's see here. I'm going to run a list of them down, too, as soon as she gets to run in her mouth. Here we go. This is AOC. That not only is the committee not allowing Hunter Biden to testify publicly, but they have not called a single witness, a single first-hand witness to any of their allegations. They haven't allowed anybody to testify publicly because they do not have a single witness to any of their alleged allegations. She's, she's talking with her hands, too. She's like flailing them up and down. While she says this, well, let's, uh, let's, Democrats love fact checking. So let's fact check AOC, shall we? She claims they have not a single witness to any of their allegations except Tony Bobolinsky, 
Hunter's former business partner, who admitted Joe Biden was the big guy involved in a shady Chinese energy venture and do the payment. How about Devin Archer, Hunter's former business partner and best friend, who said Hunter put the VP, the then VP Joe Biden on speakerphone at least two dozen times during meetings with foreign associates. Again, to discuss what? The weather? How about multiple high-level, high-credibility IRS whistleblowers who provided extensive evidence of a cover-up within Biden's DOJ? But wait, how about more? Yes. How about Billy Blank style? We got more. Bank records, emails, calls, photos, texts, visitor logs, and sworn witness testimony all refute the Biden family's years of lies. <laughs> but they don't have no witnesses, AOC. None. They don't, they don't have a credible witness. It's the, it's the continued screw us from the Biden family that I can't take too much more of. It was like Joe Biden, what was yesterday? Wednesday, so Tuesday. Joe Biden sitting there next to Zelensky in the, in the White House. And tells the media and all of America, hush. Hush. I got one more thing I want to say. Sound like a rap song. Yo, Dre, I got something to say. It says, hush. I got one more thing I want to say. I just drew down $200 million more million from the Department of Defense, our tax dollars, mind you, and gave it to Zelensky in a war they are going to lose. Frankly, have already lost. Let's listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene on Benny Johnson yesterday. She absolutely destroys the left for trying to hide Hunter Biden's crimes. Here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do have the full we do have the full clip now loaded. Uh, let's go ahead and play it again because Hunter Biden mentioned it, saying this is just a humiliation tactic by Republicans to show naked photos of him. Of, of Hunter Biden making sex, excuse me, this is my time, making um, pornography. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman, in the committee? Get a lady's time's expired and uh, went two and a half minutes over. Mr. Bufume wants two and a half minutes. He can have it if if he wants to yield some to Miss Ocasio-Cortez. When she goes, she can have it. They read heinous fake rape allegations against Brett Kavanaugh live uh, in a Senate hearing for days. None of it turned out to be true. None of it was substantiated. And all you did was hold up the physical evidence. And now Hunter Biden is accusing you of just holding up naked photos of him. That's right. But this is who the left is. When it comes to to real crimes like this, they never want to admit that their own commit these crimes. But then they accuse people on the right, like Brett Kavanaugh and many other men, they accuse them of these horrific crimes and lie about them, push it out in the press, and the press constantly talks about it. But but today, Benny, the press was completely silent in our press conference outside the oversight committee room when I brought up the Mann Act violations. And you can see Hunter Biden was even making excuses, saying that we were showing naked photos of him. No, not at all. That was actually pornography that he produced himself with prostitutes that he paid and paid them out of his law firm account, the LLC that he used to launder money in launder money from China, by the way, and we have the bank statements to prove it, 
Money came from China. The CCP went into a Wasco, that law firm account, then paid James and Sarah Biden. And James and Sarah Biden then wrote a check to Joe Biden, calling it a loan repayment. So you see, we have great questions asked Hunter Biden, but the problem is, is he's terrified to show up and he doesn't want to face Republicans. He doesn't want to face our oversight committee and he doesn't want to tell the truth to the American people. All right. What do you guys think? I want to hear your thoughts on it. I hear something funny. Now the guns in your text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line. 601-879-0002. Let me, let me put it in the form of a question. If this was one of the Trump kids, what would the reaction be? If one of the Trump kids showed up, didn't do a deposition, stood there on steps of Congress, threw a hissy fit, what would the reaction from the media be? I wonder if Joe Biden thinks that people who ignore congressional subpoenas should be prosecuted by the uh, Justice Department. Oh, wait, we actually have Joe Biden uh, on tape answering that very question. Uh, you know, since his son just defied a congressional subpoena, uh, well, what would Joe think about that? Here we go. Let me hit my volume here. This is Joe Biden. Uh, when it's concerning Republicans defying congressional subpoenas. I hope that the committee goes after them and uh, holds them accountable. Should they be prosecuted by the I, I do, Department? yes. So Biden thinks that people who defy congressional subpoenas should be prosecuted. Huh, that's interesting. I wonder if he has that same... That same energy when his son does it. Uh, KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, was asked about this yesterday in a press conference. And here is the first uh, gay black uh, press secretary. Their words, not mine. Here's her response. Is the president okay with his son defying a congressional subpoena? I'm just not going to get into uh, into specifics on that. I would have to have, to have to refer you to the president's uh, 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 not the president, but Hunter's personal personal representatives. He's a private citizen. So I'm just not going to get into it. <laughs> of course you're not. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Yeah, Clay, this is uh, Alan from Brandon. Hey, Alan, how you I doing? I am so sick and tired of the Democrats, Alan. There's no evidence. Joe Biden was a public servant for the United States for, what, 40-plus years? He's got three mansions. How in the world does he afford three mansions if that's all he's ever done for a living? Of course, Donald Trump's a rich guy, but he had a business. Joe Biden had never had a business. He's been a public servant for all of these years. So how in the world does he afford three mansions? That's where the evidence is. Agree. You know, and, and you know, not to not to beat a dead horse here. Trump donated his entire presidential payment. To, That's exactly to, right. to military charities. He's the only person that came out of public service broker than he went into it. Well, not broke, That's but right. made, you know, with less net worth than he went into it as. You know, meanwhile, these well, other folks, Biden, Joe Biden, Biden got a raise. A, Biden has made a decent living, but he made three mansion type money. No. 
being a public servant. No, I mean, even, you know, even if you did, let's just say, I think he that they're they the president's now making around three hundred grand a year. Uh, is what right. I saw the other day. That, look, that's good money, especially somewhere like Mississippi. That ain't three mansion money. That's barely three no. mobile home money here in Mississippi, much less around the world. Great call, that's Alan. That's all I Go. wanted to add. Hey, Alan, thank you for listening this morning, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, good call there. Look, if y'all want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you. 601-879-0002. If it wasn't for double standards, Democrats wouldn't have any. We'll be right back. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Guys, this segment brought to you by Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. Hey, parents, you looking for something neat to do with your kids this Saturday morning? 8 a.m. and 9.15. They got two seatings for this at their downtown Brandon location. How about breakfast with Santa and the Grinch? <laughs> They're going to have pancakes, bacon, orange, you know, just all your good breakfast foods. They got two seatings available. You can book it online at burgersbluesbarbecue.com. But I think you can also just burgersbluesbarbecue.com. They've gotten the uh, the shorter version of it. They got all the details there. Just click online. I'm not going to bore you with all the details. If it's something you're interested in, I think that would be really neat uh, to take a kid to have breakfast with Santa and the Grinch. And look, don't forget Burgers Blues Barbecue. They got three great locations here locally to serve you. Obviously, my home base, the home of my Christmas party, the second annual Clade will show Christmas party this Wednesday, the 20th, 6 p.m., downtown Brandon. They got the brand new Flowwood location right there in front of Dogwood or in Dogwood in front of Dick's Sporting Goods. They share a building with Chipotle. So, a really cool setup they got there. And then, of course, the Madison location. They got breakfast at Madison and Flowood. No breakfast uh, on a regular basis anyway at Brandon, with the exception of the Santa Claus stuff. And they got all your holiday catering needs handled. You need a smoked ham, pulled pork, burgers. They can do it all from five to 5,000 people. Or really one person <laughs> if you want a lot of food. Anyway, Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. They got multiple food trucks they can send out to your special events. They got blue plate lunch specials every day. Check them out, man. They're just doing it all. Steven Siler and his team, man, it's phenomenal to watch what they've grown from to what they're grown to. I expect them to be, a, at minimum, a statewide chain before we know it. What's today, Thursday? The blue plate special today. Oh, man. I, I don't – I do have lunch plans today. Dang it. Hamburger steak and country fried steak at Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. That's the blue plate. All three special, All three locations today. Check them out, burgersblues.com. I, I found the Hunter Biden uh, speech here. I want to read a few of your text before we do it. I ask for your text. You guys do it. They take priority on the Clay Edwards Show. The listeners are more important than the host. So let's see here. Here we go. Keith, well, no, that's off topic. We're going to stay on topic here. Blake says, I agree with your caller. Look at Nancy Pelosi. Her net worth is $120 million, but but the most she's made is 129000 a year. She would have to work over 3,000 years to make that much money. Epstein, I mean, explain that to me. She's been bought by somebody. Well, her husband's rigging the stock market, too. 
or they're rigging the stock market for her husband. That, that's the better way to say it, allegedly. Uh, Ty says, if the numbers are correct, Biden's net worth, net worth was only $14 million before he became president, and now it's over $40 million. At 300000 a year. Now, look, I understand people have investments and whatnot, but this is well beyond the scope of some investments going good. He would have had to hit the Powerball lottery, which, by the way, your boy won 20 bucks. Won 20 bucks yesterday. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to give me my money. Give me my 20 bucks. Let's see here. Unknown texture. We need a purge of politicians. Absolutely. Uh, unknown texture, guns and gear text line. They're gonna drag this along till he can till he can get a pardon from Daddy. Well, they don't need to drag it along. They need to expedite it if that's the case. They you know because Daddy's got a year left. Reagan can. Since when does the person being subpoenaed set the conditions? <laughs> well, look, Joe says that people who ignore congressional subpoenas. Should be arrested. Keep that same energy, big dog. Keep that same energy. Somebody told me to hush. Let's see here. Uh, all right, that got us caught up on Hunter Biden related texts. If you guys want to chime in on the guns and gear text line, 769 241 1944, if you want to call in, 601. 601- Eight seven nine zero 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 two. I've got the Hunter Biden full press conference here. It's five minutes long. I don't know that we're going to listen to the whole thing, but the juicy stuff is at the beginning. And if it starts getting long, a bit long winded and boring, I will, I will stop it. And fully, you know how this goes. If you listen to this show, I will interrupt when I have something I want to say. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me. I, this is I think I said Joe Biden. This is Hunter Biden on the on the steps of Congress yesterday. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career. I'm going to guess that his uh, legal, his law degrees were bought and paid for. In business career, I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my efforts. All 12 of those boards of directors need to be investigated. And let's see how much money Joe made. And Hunter made for being on those boards, and how much of that got funneled to Joe? First, for global business relationships. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family. And my friends. Is his wife the same woman that was married to his brother that he screwed after his brother died of cancer? Uh, attacked his character. This is the same guy, <clears throat> allegedly, that lost his cocaine in the White House multiple times. 
They ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They belittled my recovery. And they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father. Allegedly, he's a pedophile. And there's photographs of him uh, of child porn on that laptop. Yeah, I'm going to dehumanize you, dog. I'm going to dehumanize you. I'm going to tell you a story when he gets through running his mouth and I get through interrupting him about a man at a jail in California that I hope he ends up going to. He has devoted his entire public life to service. For six years, I've been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, Plus. not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad. All of this is going to come back and live in infamy. He, he's perjuring. If he was under oath right now, he'd be perjuring. And certainly not as an artist. <laughs> certainly not as an artist. If y'all don't know, Hunter sells artworks. Uh, un- uh, crappy art by Hunter Biden, bought by his dad's, his dad's largest donors, in the 500s to millions of dollar range. They are still running this grift of people giving Hunter money for his dad. During my battle with addiction... You snorted cheese. My parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. Smoked cheese. I mean, he smoked Parmesan cheese because he thought it was crack during his battle with addiction. Well, and by the way, we're talking about a 50-something-year-old man here, not a child. Hunter Biden became a crackhead after he was 40 years old. FYI. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. Of course, they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. Oh, yeah. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business. Because it did not happen. No, it was just all the, all of the emails, all of the witnesses, all the bank statements. There, there, there's no evidence. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues. All great patriots. Have distorted the facts by cherry picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating text I hard to hear Hunter talk about lines and not think about him snorting them. Editing the testimony of my friends and former business partners and misstating personal information that was stolen from me. There is no fairness or decency in what these Republicans are doing. Hi, let's go to a break on that. The audacity. He got it on discount at the big lots. Audacity of him to talk about the Republicans not being decent. Let's take a break. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Man, we're having a fun show today. This is a lot of lot of information out there, a lot of content out there. So uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in to little old the little old Clay Edwards Show this morning and let me uh, let me regurgitate it for you in my incendiary fashion. Look, don't forget to check out our great sponsor here of the Guns and Gear text line. That would be Guns and Gear, located right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. Let's see. Uh, let's pull up their Facebook page real quick. I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep this quick. I promise. Let's pull up their Facebook page real quick. See what their specials of the day have been here in the last few days. They've always got something great going on out there. I highly recommend following their Facebook page. You know, they're the home of No Limit Ammo. They are the the the, the home of buying your gun from you. If you need to sell your gun, you need some Christmas cash. Get out there to Guns and Gear and sell them your gun. You ain't got to try to explain to them what it is. These are gun guys. They'll know and they'll appreciate that, and they're going to pay you fair market value for it. That's important. Also, they got they can take care of all your seracoding and gunsmithing needs. Of course, they got all the accessories out there. Look, I'm, I tell you all the time, I'm not a gun guy. I'm just a guy that likes guns and has guns. But I, I'm not the guy that sits back and reads guns and ammo or reads my USSA subscription and any of that stuff. Either my concealed carry, UCS, whatever it is. The United States Concealed Carry Association or whatever. I'm a member. Anyway, uh, this was uh, 16 minutes ago. They posted this. They got a Smith & Wesson 637-238. Looks like a 38 snub nose to me. That fancy word for snub nose. It's only three ninety nine. How about that? It's pre-owned. It's silver. It's like a matte silver with a nice black grip on it. Three ninety nine snub nose Smith and Wesson thirty eight. How about a? How about a? This was yesterday. How about a six hour nineteen eleven forty five? This thing is gorgeous. It's got like a wood plated handle on it. Uh, it's a uh, let's see here nine hundred forty nine. This thing looks very high end uh, nine hundred forty nine dollars. Just got to look at their Facebook page Guns and Gear M S. Facebook.com slash guns in gear, the letter N, gear MS. And uh, their website, gunsandgearms.com. They are open today. Get out there, see them. Uh, get yourself a Christmas present. Get your significant other a Christmas present. We live in dangerous times. Everybody needs a gun. The younger you can get your kids trained to shoot, the better off they'll be. The better off you'll be, not having to worry about them being able to protect themselves. Make all that happen at Guns and Gear. All right, so we, we spent a lot of time that last segment, or we spent the whole segment, talking about the, the first crack, uh, the first crackhead. Isn't that what they call the first, the first children, the first kids, prisoners' kids? The crackhead. And yeah, and look, here on the Clay Edwards Show, we have a lot of sympathy for people who battle addiction, especially people who are actively in recovery and fighting to stay sober, something I, I don't believe Hunter Biden is doing. But um, unlike a lot of people who have sympathy for, for people in recovery, I have very little to none for people who are in active addiction. I, I sorry, I, I've been there. I've been there, so I'm not one of these people who hasn't walked that walk. And until you, they get ready to help themselves, and they're not snorting cocaine in the White House or any other any other house for that matter. 
I, I, I have a hard time having a lot of sympathy for you while you're in active addiction. When you get ready to, to, to get sober, man, I'll roll the red carpet out for you, son. But I don't have any sympathy for a guy with the resources that this crackhead does. And he continues to slap America in the face and tell us don't believe our lying eyes. Hell no. Whoever's down there honking a horn, I'm going to come down there and whoop your butt. Uh huh. So, uh, sorry, not sorry. But look, so there's a lot of rumors out there that says that old Hunter is involved, allegedly, in some child porn and possibly pedophilia. And now all that's going to come out at some point. And he's going to be in front of a whole different kind of. A whole different kind of testimony. I mean, you're going to be facing a judge. Well, probably in a friendly district like California where this kind of stuff is perfectly fine. And ironically, I do hope it's Cal. Ironically, I hope it is California. Because there's a man out there in California who goes by Caesar Augustus. Or maybe he pronounced it Cesar Augustus. I got a buddy here named Cesar. He's a bad dude, too. Shout out to Cesar if he's listening this morning. Um, this dude here says he has a, this guy has a tendency for killing pedophiles. He has a knack for it, a nose for it. Even it's like a pastime of his. I'm just going to read you the quote here. It says, if you keep sending them here, I'll keep killing them. California inmate who changed his name to Cesar Augustus and is already serving a life sentence for strangling his sister's rapist to death has so far killed five child molesters while in prison using a cane he uses to walk and tells the judge he is proud of his actions and will keep killing child molesters until he is too old to carry on. What do we call that? That big big, big eggplant energy right there. Big eggplant energy. I can dig it. So I'm. So what I'm hoping is that what I'm hoping is that this is where they send Hunter when it's all said and done. Now, we know that's probably not going to happen. No, you know, because rules for thee, but not for me. <laughs> These are the same people that they've locked up and killed, allegedly, Epstein. For this very stuff, for traffic, human sex trafficking and uh, young underage girls and all this stuff, they locked up his his partner in crime for these very things. Meanwhile, they've continued to hide the list, the client list, and the only. The Democrats love to say, you know, Donald Donald Trump's on it. Donald Trump don't need that. And y'all know as well as I do, if Donald Trump was on that list, everybody else would have had to fall on the sword that was on that list so they could get Donald Trump. But I'm going to tell you, I think Hunter Biden is on that list. I, I really do. And I think that's why Epstein's dead. That's just my opinion. 
Let's read a few of your texts here on the Guns and Gear text line. Uh, Brad, shout out to Brad. He said, the one that is going to take Joe Biden down is his brother and sister-in-law. Hunter is only the coked up bag man. Joe Biden's brother and sister-in-law are the ones that will bring him down. Joe, uh, talking about Joe, says, Hunter is just a coked up bag man. Wait till the impeachment committee subpoenas Dickie Scruggs. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think, oh yeah, I believe that the real crimes are with the brother and sister-in-law. No, no doubt about it. And will they go into protect themselves mode, self-preservation mode? The, the I'm telling y'all, the next year, the next twelve months. Right, what November? Today's yeah, the next next eleven and a half months or so, eleven months, whatever it is. Are going to be the wildest in modern history. I won't say the wildest in the history of the country. Seventeen seventy six was a pretty crazy year, but in our lifetimes, in let's say the last hundred years, even politically speaking, between now and the November election, and maybe even. The inauguration, January twentieth. I think that's where where the where the action really pops off is between the election and the inauguration. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to be the instigators. I believe when when Trump wins, the left is going to lose their minds. They're going to try to kill Trump. Already been saying that. But they're gonna they're gonna make January sixth what they do. They're gonna make it's gonna make January sixth. Look like a broken window at a at a at a house party. It's going to be insane. It's going to make the BLM riots look like nothing. They're going to burn this country down, not just Washington D.C. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.